Hey everyone, Shalom, how are you? How are you doing? How is work? How is school? How is life? For me, everything has been going well. Throughout this week, I've been so busy. Like, I've had something to do every single day. It's definitely not how I planned my week to go, but that's how it turned out. Now, I do not really have a lot to do yesterday, so I plan to just sleep, but I did not sleep as much as I wanted to. I just wanted to rest like yesterday. I just wanted to rest because it was a free day. Didn't have much to do. But then I ended up sleeping too much and I woke up with a headache. And funny enough, I did not sleep as much as I wanted to. So I was really, I was really confused as to why I had a headache maybe it's because i've not really been sleeping that much like throughout the other days but yeah let me tell you guys what happened recently i lost my microphone yes i lost my microphone i did not exactly lose it i kept it somewhere but i was not really sure where i kept it now i usually keep the microphone either by my bedside table or i keep it on my reading table that's like it is standard i always keep it where my eyes can see where i can easily reach for it so that i will not keep it somewhere that i'll have to come and start looking for it this time around i kept it somewhere else i wanted to start recording this episode yesterday but i could not find the microphone i checked my wardrobe i checked the bedside table i could not find it I was so frustrated because I did not know where I kept it. So I just spoke to God. I was like, please, Abba, just show me where I kept this thing. Just lead me to where I kept it. Now, I think the Holy Spirit was urging me to check my bags. Now, some of my bags are out in the open and some of them are in my wardrobe, like somewhere up in my wardrobe. So I checked the ones that were out in the open because they were out in the open and they felt like they were the closest, like if even if I kept it in a bag, it would be in those bags. Now I checked them, nothing was inside, they were empty. So I gave up for a while. I, I told myself I would check again the next day and then at night the lord was it was it had to be the lord the lord was leading me to a particular bag but i was like there's no way the microphone would be in the bag so i just completely forgot i was like even even if it's there i'll check tomorrow i'm tired now on the next day when i woke up in the morning i prayed again i asked the lord i asked him to show me where the microphone was and i I sort of like saw the mic like in my in my head i saw the microphone in the bag but i was like yeah i'll check to, i'll check later when i'm ready to record i still wasn't sure that it would be in that bag because that particular bag was up in my wardrobe after showering while getting ready i was in front of the wardrobe and i kept seeing the microphone in the bag I got dressed and then I wanted to start looking again but 
I just felt the strong urge to just pick up that bag and just look inside without even looking around again I was like it doesn't hurt to just check let me just check I reached into I reached into my wardrobe and then I carried that particular bag and lo and behold it was inside the microphone was inside how did it get there probably it was probably out one day and i was arranging my things and i put it inside i was like let me just keep it here for a while while i arranged my other things i am still not sure why i kept the microphone in that bag but hallelujah the lord actually led me to where i kept that microphone but i was being hesitant really i should really work on my stubbornness but yeah i'm so so grateful i'm grateful to the lord because without this microphone i'm not sure how i'm going to upload the next episode because this particular episode yeah this is not the episode i'm supposed to upload this week i have another one planned i even wrote out the script and everything but i'll upload this one now and i'll probably upload the other one next week so yeah if you are a new listener hi welcome and if you are a returning listener welcome back so yeah welcome or welcome back to another episode of the raisin army podcast So there's something I usually do before I go to sleep. If I want to wake up in the middle of the night to pray, if I want to wake up probably within the hours of 12 a.m. to 4 or to 3, I usually just ask the Lord to wake me up at a particular time. And I kid you not, he always wakes me up at that particular time. One time I was like, Lord, I want to wake up by 3.30. I kid you not, I woke up by 3.30. There was one time in secondary school that I asked the Lord to wake I didn't I did not exactly give him a particular time. I just told him to wake me up before like the set time that they would wake the entire hostel up. So yeah, I prayed and I woke up. I actually woke up. But I went back to sleep. When I went back to sleep, I felt a tap on my shoulder. Like it was just one tap and he woke me up. That's the first and last time that ever happened to me. It has never happened to me again. But I can still remember. I woke up and I did not see anything. I did not see anyone. Everyone was asleep. Like the entire hostel was silent. And I was like, who tapped me? Why 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 did the person tap me? I was I wasn't scared. I was just puzzled. I was confused. It such a thing never happened to me again. Even when the Lord wakes me up at the time that I want to wake up, or maybe He just wakes me up to pray and I go back to sleep. He just wakes me up again. Such a thing has never happened to me again. Like after that time, I still don't know if it was an angel that tapped me or something. But after that tap, I woke up, I stood up and I when to do what I wanted to do at that time. That's something I can never forget. 
but the reason why i brought this up was a few weeks ago a couple of weeks ago yeah i prayed normally i would stay up till 12 and then i would pray like if it's already 11 if i go to bed late for if it's already like 11 p.m i just stay up till 12 then i pray then i go to sleep but this time around i was too tired so i asked the lord to wake me up by i think 2 a.m because i wanted to sleep a little and yeah he did he woke me up and i actually stood up and i started praying i praised i prayed and while praying while praising because i was praising i stood up and i was just dancing in the room thank god my friend was sleeping because she probably think i was crazy or something like that i was just walking around in the room i was i was having the time of my life i was praising my father in heaven i was having i was having fun and then i felt this dark presence in the room and then i heard the holy spirit say do not be afraid i am with you even when i feel like the holy spirit is not there even when i feel like the lord is not talking to me i feel like he's he is silent whenever fear creeps in i always hear him say do not be afraid i am with you sometimes i feel like it's just me telling myself but then it's like even if it's just me telling myself it's the holy spirit reminding me that i should not be afraid immediately the holy spirit said that i felt this peace inside of me but then i felt the dark presence again in the room this time it felt bigger then again he said do not be afraid i am with you then the holy spirit used an analogy to help me understand how fear works he used the movie a cartoon the the animation rise of the guardians now i'm not trying to biblify the movie is biblify even a word let's just pretend it's a word i'm not trying to biblify santa claus or the the easter bunny or anything they're all fictional man-made they're not christian-like or anything please don't don't hang me thank you but yeah you know when pitch the guy in black that was trying to get the children to fear him get children to believe more in fear basically it was like the more the children believed in pitch in fear the less they believed in the guardians but the more they believed in the guardians the less fear they had knowing that the guardians were there to protect them or something i have had I, I can't really remember how the movie is it's been a long time since i watched it but the more they believed in the guardians the less fear they had knowing that the guardians were there they were not afraid now that was the same day the lord told me to join the jesus challenge he was like for the next 12 days do the jesus challenge i was like okay i i knew what the jesus challenge was but I was never really interested in joining. I was like, oh, nice challenge. And then I scrolled past it immediately. But hearing how specific the Lord was, telling me that for the next 12 days I should 
do the Jesus challenge. And then I went on my calendar on my phone and then I realized that the next 12 days were the last 12 days of September. So when I scrolled, sorry, I went on TikTok and to look for the video. I checked the person that started the challenge said she wasn't really sure how long the Jesus challenge will last, but she wants it to run through the entire September. And then I was like, wait, she wants it to run through September. And the Lord wants me to do it for 12 days. And those 12 days were the last days of September. It blew my mind. You know how the Lord really does give specific instructions. So I downloaded the video. And instead of me to go back to sleep, I was like, just five videos. And then I'll log off TikTok and go to sleep. But before I started scrolling on TikTok, I was thinking about how the Holy Spirit used the cartoon. I was actually quite skeptical. I was like, okay, was it really the Holy Spirit or was it just in my, my imagination? Then... As I was scrolling, I came across a video of one of my favorite TikTokers. I love how he always explains things. He just he just has a way of explaining things that just makes sense. And then almost like a confirmation, not almost, it was a confirmation. He was talking about fear and faith. He was talking about how fear and faith want the same thing. They want you to believe in them. Fear wants you to believe in something that has not happened. And faith wants you to believe in something that has not happened. He said, the more you believe in fear, the less faith you will have. And the more faith you have, the less you will believe in fear. Or the less fear you will have. That's when I knew for sure, like everything was just, was the Holy Spirit. I wasn't imagining things. I wasn't making things up in my head. And honestly, that was very random, like. Thinking about the cartoon, the animation was just very, very random. But believe me when I say that was actually the last video I watched before logging off TikTok. Yes, I probably watched like four or five. I don't know much more than that. I was I was tired. I had things to do next morning. So I logged off and I went to bed by three something, I think. Yeah, I went to bed past 3 a.m. I went to bed with so much peace and so much joy in my heart. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. I was just so happy going to bed. And that night, I slept well. I slept, I felt like I slept an extra nine hours. I felt good the next morning. Like, it's always so good. It's always so amazing. It's so... I don't know how to explain it, but once you experience it, you know it's always good to spend time with Abba, to spend time with your father. It's it's a joyful time. It's so, I don't know how to explain it, but if you know, you know. So there's a question I always ask myself, and that question is, why is it that people who used to live for the world like they did everything. They they basically lived life without Jesus. Why is it that whenever they repent, they are more on fire for Jesus than those who have been Christians for long, who have been believers for long? When I first noticed this, I was just really happy for them. 
but it wasn't really something that I was so bothered about. But then I started noticing it more and more. The more I engaged with Christian content, the more I engaged with um, mostly people who have quote unquote lived the life according to like worldly standards. And whenever they repent, they are so unapologetic about their faith. They are so on fire for Jesus. They will say the truth to your face and they will not be bothered. They are so eager to do the work of Abba. They are so eager to share the gospel. And they talk about things that most people that have been believers for long are afraid to talk about. And one beautiful thing that I really, really, really love about them is that they want to share the gospel. They want other people that still live the life that they used to live to to realize the truth, to get to know Jesus and to be saved. The more I noticed this, the more curious I got. I kept asking this question over and over again. And then while reading Dr. Luke's gospel, I finally got an answer in Luke chapter 7. This particular story has been told times without number. I have heard this story before. While reading the other gospels, I have read this particular story. But this time around, I saw it in a new light. It really shows how you can never really limit the gospel. You can never really limit the Bible. And the Holy Spirit can use the same story to interpret several things to you, to reveal several things to you. And of course, to answer your questions. So let me give you a little context, a little summary of the story. Basically, a Pharisee named Simon invited Jesus to his house. He wanted to host Jesus or he hosted Jesus. And while they were together, a woman came and this woman was known as a sinner. She fell at Jesus' feet, wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. And then she anointed Jesus' feet with perfume. While watching this in awe, Simon the Pharisee said to himself, If this man, meaning Jesus, were really a prophet, he would know who or what sort of woman was touching him. That she is a notorious sinner, a sinful woman. Knowing what he was thinking, Jesus asked Simon a question using a parable saying a money lender had two debtors one owed him 500 denarii and the other owed him 50 denarii let me repeat that one owed 500 the other owed 50. then the money lender decided to freely forgive them both to just let it go so he asked the question which of them will love him more simon then replied the one whom he forgave more the one who was forgiven 500 denarii would love the money lender and be more grateful than the one who owed 50 denarii then jesus said to simon 
you have decided correctly. Fast forward a little. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven because she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So yeah, I got the answer to my question in Luke 7 verses 47. I'm going to read this in the TPT. It says, She has been forgiven all of her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. Simply put, the answer to the question I have asked for quite some time was or is, whomever is forgiven more loves more and whomever is forgiven less loves less. Now, I still believe that wanting to share the gospel is a personal decision you have to make on your own and you also need the grace of God, honestly. I don't even want to make this sound like a sermon or anything. Just in case you still do not understand, let's talk about some of the people in the Bible that best describe this category of people and how, quote-unquote, they lived a sinful life and how much they changed when they came encounter with Jesus. Let's start with the Samaritan woman. This is a woman that had five husbands. People used to point fingers at her. She was basically an outcast. She was a woman that was defined by her sin. When people saw her, they saw a sinful woman. But when she came to know Jesus, having just one conversation with him, she went into town telling everyone that she had met a man who told her everything she had ever done. She went around telling people and because of her, many came out to meet Jesus. The next person on my list is the man that was possessed in Gethsemane. I think that's the name. Gethsemane. Yeah, he was possessed by a legion. You know that story that um, Jesus sent out the spirits that were, the demons that were in him into pigs and then the pigs basically fell off a cliff. Yeah, I'm just summarizing, but I think you've heard the story before. The demons that were in this man tormented him for a long time. They drove him out from civilization. He was living in the outskirts of town, close to the tombs. Whenever the man was chained, like chained, they would make him break the chains. And of course, that was painful. But when Jesus came and saw this man, he drove the demons out of him. This man was so grateful to Jesus and because of how grateful he was, he told Jesus that he wanted to follow him. But Jesus said to go back to his family. But what this man did instead was he went about telling people about what Jesus had done for him. Telling people about Jesus. The next person is probably one of my favorite biblical characters and it is Mary Magdalene. She was possessed by seven demons and after Jesus drove those demons out of her, she followed him. She followed him everywhere. 
she listened to him teach she watched him raise the dead heal the sick give the blind back their sight she also contributed to his ministry she followed him till the very end she watched him get crucified she watched him die and she was the one that brought back the news of his resurrection and then there is the apostle paul a man that went from persecuting christians killing christians to wanting to die for jesus paul gave up the life that he was used to because he was a lawyer if anything he was very comfortable with life he had probably everything that he wanted but after getting to know jesus after literally being arrested by jesus he gave his life he literally committed his life to sharing the gospel to strengthening christians and telling more people about jesus he used to persecute and unalive people that would proclaim the name of jesus but he later started proclaiming the name of jesus and he wanted others to get to know jesus for themselves and grow in faith he even said in romans 1 verse 16 for i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god for salvation to everyone who believes let me read that in another version i refuse to be ashamed of the wonderful message of god's liberating power unleashed in us through christ for i am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved this totally changed how i saw sharing the gospel before i would feel ashamed yes that's the word i don't want to come up with excuses i would feel ashamed to share the gospel but after reading this verse it changed everything for me i suddenly wanted to share the gospel more and more i used to find it hard to even post scripture on my story or on any of my social media because i did not want to offend people i cared more about what people would say about me and i did not want people to see me as someone that was too religious but after realizing that the gospel has the power to save because sometimes you don't even have to preach to people sometimes it's about how you live your life and maybe even you post a scripture maybe you talk about jesus or maybe you tell someone about what jesus has done for you or you just talk about the love of christ you may not realize it but you're actually planting seeds in people so many people will tell you that they saw something somewhere or the, they heard something and they got curious and gradually while finding and digging to find the truth they found jesus because i mean jesus is the truth now back to what i was saying whomever is forgiven more loves more and whomever is forgiven less loves less people who think they have been forgiven less think they they haven't really done much in their lives sin wise and they've lived relatively good lives they went to church they are good people and even if they sinned they 
you know sin like other people they have this sense of self-righteousness in them but people who know that they have been forgiven more they know that jesus took away all their sins and even though they lived life carelessly before they know that jesus has forgiven them and that he has wiped away their sins making them pure through his blood acknowledging that without jesus they were heading to eternal damnation knowing that with jesus they now have life and they have a secure foundation someone that they can always turn to in time of need knowing that he left the 99 just to come and find them and that he loves them so much more than they can ever imagine or even understand we are not made righteous because of our deeds we are made righteous through the blood and by faith so constantly looking down on people criticizing people and judging them without praying for them or correcting them embracing self-righteousness and pride no matter how subtle is a sin whether or not you realize this whether or not you want to acknowledge this in reality we have been forgiven more than we even know so we should love much more because of the fall of adam every single one of us has been condemned but because of the sacrifice of jesus we have all been redeemed the bible says we will not be condemned because of our love that is made perfect in us and that while we were sinners abba loved us and he sent jesus to die for us to atone for our sins he loved us even while we were living in sin. Even if we fall into temptation, he loves us and he is reaching out and constantly trying to talk to us, to get us to come back to him, to have a relationship with him, to commune with him, to communicate with him, to rely on the love he has for us. The love of Abba is not a love that is earned. I'm sure you've heard this way too many times. We do not earn God's love. And even though we do not deserve the love of God, we should accept and cherish it wholeheartedly. Something I really love is seeing people on fire for Jesus, whether or not they are new believers or if they have been believers for decades. I love seeing people have so much passion for the word of God for the work and they take every assignment they have been given very seriously those people are filled with so much love for god and for his children you cannot say you love abba if you do not love his children the bible even says that you cannot say you love the lord that you cannot see when you do not love your brothers that you can see loving people can be hard it can be really hard because there are some people that will intentionally push all your buttons some people will push you to the wall people will take advantage of you but at the end of the day jesus says to love them to take care of them to pray for them and if you love him you will do just that love teaches us new things every single day love is not a feeling Love is sacrifice. If you want to understand 
what love really is. You should look at God. He is love. He is the perfect definition of love. Look at him. Read the Bible. The Bible is a love letter from your father to you. Read the Bible and gradually, every single day, you will learn more things about love and you'll understand what love really is. I personally believe that love is a journey. I don't know how to explain it, but love is a journey. You learn, you unlearn, you grow every day, you learn every day. Sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's easy. You can show people love in different ways. When you love people, you will pray for them. You will correct them when they are wrong. You will give to them in time of need. Even when they don't actually need it, you just want to give to people. When you love people, you teach people. You listen to people. You help people. You sacrifice for people and so much more. Love can manifest itself in so many ways. If you love Abba, you will love his children. And how do you love his children? By carrying out his commands. We know that all the Ten Commandments are literally under love. Because if you love Abba, you will not worship other gods. If you love Abba, you will love his children. And if you love his children, you will not steal from them. You will not lie to them. You will not commit adultery because, I mean, you will love your spouse. You will not do anything that will hurt Abba or his children. And you show your love for Abba by obedience. You obey him. You obey his commandments and obey the things that he tells you to do. One of the podcasts I love listening to is the Soft Life Through Christ podcast. I love the hosts so much, I don't even know them. Like I never knew them before they started the podcast. I came across the podcast on TikTok and it was someone that was talking about it. So I decided to go on Spotify and listen to the podcast. I love listening to them. I love listening to them talk. I love the way they talk about Jesus. I love the way they talk about their relationship with the Lord and how much love they have for Abba. You know, how do I say this? By the way they talk, they talk with so much love in them. It is, it's so, it's so amazing and so inspiring. They inspire me to do so much. They inspire me to take my relationship with Abba seriously. And they also inspire me to take this podcast seriously. In one of the episodes, I heard them talking about how much the Lord has done through them in eight months and i thought it was crazy because crazy in a good way i thought it was let me use the word amazing i thought it was amazing because in eight months the lord has done so much through them because they allowed themselves to be used by the lord in just eight months of being saved they have done way more than a lot of believers who have been in the faith for long have done and i'm not trying to compare i'm not trying to look down on other people but this is what happens when you allow the lord to work through you when you willingly surrender yourself to abba and tell him to work 
through you and you decide to obey him. Believe it or not, people's lives are being transformed through that podcast. People are giving their lives to Christ. People are are learning about Jesus because when Jesus raises you up, he is doing that because of other people. When the Lord blesses you, he's doing that so that you can bless other people. And when you begin to take your assignment seriously, the Lord will trust you more and give you more responsibility. And he will bless you with the resources you need to carry out those assignments. And of course, he will reward you, not just on earth, but in heaven. And so knowing that the blood of Jesus has wiped away all our sins and all our iniquities, we know that we have been forgiven so much. And because of that, we should love even more. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something. I would really love to hear what you guys have to say about this episode. So you can send a message using the link in the podcast description. Or you can send a message on Instagram at raisenarmy.podcast. Remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe. Never forget that Jesus loves you. I hope you were able to see things in a different perspective. I love you and wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. See you next time. God bless. Bye.